0: The Waddle & Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle & Sylvie same-game parlay on the DraftKings
1: Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash
0: football terms. Ivy to inbound. Timeout.
2: Wait, Detroit? Detroit have a timeout? They didn't have a timeout, did they? Oh, no, no. Oh, Chris they didn't Weber. have a timeout. They didn't do a Chris Webber. Oh, oh
0: they did not have a timeout. That was their last one, and Ivy, the rookie, oh. made the crucial mistake of calling a timeout. Oh. And you can see, I looked immediately over at Dwayne Casey, wow. and his arms were in the air knowing that his team did not have a timeout left. Wow. It's a technical foul. NBC. Chicago last night. I didn't know was what was a going on. Two point on. lead at the time, right? Yes,
1: yes. I was uh, watching uh, the game last night at Greenwood, up in Highwood, and uh, so we did not have the sound. We were at the bar, and um, so I didn't know what was going on. I had no clue. Um, but yeah, and, and as Danny was saying, it sucks for Chris Weber too. Chris Weber had such a damn good career. Was such a, a really good NBA player, but yet when you play the like the word association or the one thing that he's still best known for, when that timeout happens, was it the Saluki game against UIC? We thought UIC used an, a timeout when they didn't have one, and there were Saluki fans yelling the Weber stuff too. Really? And sure enough, here's Stacey King yelling about Chris Weber. You know, Chris Webber was such a good NBA player, multi-time all-star, got really close to winning a championship with some of the Kings teams. But yet, it's what he's known for. Someone in the Twitch chat also says, like, I don't, a green enforcer says, I'm trying to figure out why someone watches their team and wants them to lose. And again, I want my team to win. But I want my team to win championships. And when there is no path for them to have any successful postseason, and when they're just screwing around in the 11th seed or the 10th seed with no path to get better and no – and, and like, this isn't just even finishing 10th and then they get their draft pick. They don't have a draft pick if they finish where they finish. Man. So the point is here, they have to get extremely lucky to get their draft pick even. There is no path at all for this team to get any better except for them to continue to lose extremely big. And for them to lose more and more and more, the odds get bigger for them to get that draft pick. That's the only mathematical chance they have to get better. It's the only way out. There's no mathematical chance this team can do anything in the postseason. No. So that's what it is. I'm tired of 25 years of never getting back to an NBA championship. I'm tired of only one Eastern Conference Finals in the last 25 years. I'm tired of years of not making the postseason. I'm tired of NBA hell. So... To me, rooting for losses is rooting for the greater good of the team. A lot of people are too simple that they don't understand that this is the greater good
0: for the team. A plus B equals C. Yes. Uh, I was cheering for the Bulls last night because I had money on them. I had Zach over 23 and a half and the Bulls to win on the money line. Ten bucks paid like $25. So I was cheering for green last night but i don't find myself actively cheering for them to lose but i can tell you that i want them to get the to have the fifth worst record so that they have the highest possible chance percentage wise of maintaining that pick right so yes using that logic i can sit here and tell you when they make shots i don't go no and when they miss shots i don't go yes but i do want them to because i believe the 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 only path to them finding a way out of the nba mediocrity which is hell is to somehow some way keep that pick and hopefully get the number one overall pick and that's only going to happen if in fact they find themselves with like the fifth worst record in in the nba at the end right
3: of
1: regular season. Roderick, who, who thinks he knows it all says they lose that draft pick at some point anyways might as well lose it before Demar's contract okay. expires that's not true no. um Tyler, isn't it true that if they don't lose it this year and they don't lose it next year, it turns into a second-round pick? turns
2: into two seconds, yeah. It's two
1: second-round picks. And then those are also years where they will have a first-round pick. This year, they have nothing. Nothing. And again, like, when you can't build anything, it's the time and the play. So... Uh, like, like there, there are reasons to want them to get that pick this year, especially when it's at the top in that top four. And especially if you get in the top two, there are
0: game changing players in that top two. Look, you don't have to go any further than Chicago Bears football this past year to understand the importance of maintaining your draft situation or having it enhanced. Like, I can't sit here and tell you I was actively cheering for the Bears to get beaten by 30 every Sunday. But when, at the end of the day, they couldn't close the deal and they would lose, knowing they're in a full rebuild, I wasn't upset. And what was the ultimate payoff? Thankfully, the Houston Texans did something very silly, and now the Bears have the number one overall selection, which is going to help them out of the woods. Right. That's the only way the Bulls are going to get out of the woods. Yep. Yeah, um, and then
1: next year, don't they have their own first-round pick next year? Unless they would get it this year, then it would go to them next year unless they lose out next year. But again, at least that's a path for them to improve for next year where, again, maybe there's a way for them to be better next year and to get somewhere next year with a
0: game-changing player. Right, because ball's not coming back, more than likely. I mean, they, they've they said now, I heard Captain Jay Hood talking today. The report now is he's got nerve damage. Oh, I, really? Is that, is I, th- I think I heard that's what Cap and Jay Hood are so, talking so about sad. this morning. There's also
1: this report that big, Bulls big man uh, Nikola Vucevic is not thrilled with a finger pointing going on. This is for Joe, from Joe Colley. He writes this, and this goes into the stat that I wanted to give you. Bulls big man, the Bulls big man is admittedly uh, lets his mistakes sometimes weigh too heavily on him and for too long in some cases. But Vucevic is also his own toughest critic. And that's why the latest Bulls drama at least needs to be documented in a something-to-watch file. With 5.56 left in the fourth quarter against the Pistons on Wednesday, Detroit rookie Jaden Ivey beat Patrick Beverly off the dribble and was headed for the rim uh, with some blow-by. Beverly was counting on Vooch to peel off his man and help with some rim protection. But that didn't happen when it appeared that Vucevic was not paying attention to the ball. Beverly started getting on Vooch about how the center should have played it. And the two at wards as DeMar DeRozan had to step in and play peacemaker. According to a source close to the situation, Vucevic has not been thrilled uh, with recent finger pointing going on. And this wasn't the first time he was unhappy with the tone in which he and other teammates were spoken to. Well, the source says it wasn't just a Beverly-Vooch thing. It does put into question the exact leadership hierarchy uh, with this roster. Not the first time that that this has been questioned this season either.
0: I mean, if you saw the play, there's no doubt. Like, Vooch was just oblivious to what was happening. Pat Bev got blown by, and I think he was expecting... Vucevic, which you would expect your big guy in the paint to help out. Right. And then Pat Bev was very demonstrative in his request that Vuce help him out next time. So, I mean, listen, there were words. It wasn't like they were pushing and shoving. Right. But Pat Bev in the, the way he it appears he handles things was very demonstrative in his talking with Vuce. And Vuce didn't I, appreciate it.
1: I just don't understand why everyone gets so uh, upset with stuff that... Billy benches Zach in a really bad game, and Zach holds a grudge for weeks. Vooch is being talked to about paying attention and helping out on the back end of the defense, and he's upset at the the finger pointing These are professional players, yes, like that shows you there's a lack of leadership if this is the way that your your quote stars your two members of your big three. Are handling adversity, yes?
0: Yes. Look, I don't know what the problem was if Vooch doesn't like to be reminded or or helped out by a teammate or he felt he was being yelled at by a guy who's been with a team for a week. I don't know. Right, right. I don't know what the situation is. It was a scenario where you would expect two teammates to talk. No question about it. Vooch needs to you know be more aware of that. I don't know if it's sometimes it's it's well, like, again, it's the like, messenger, not the message. Well,
1: why are you bringing in Patrick Beverly? That you'd have to ask AK. Well, you're bringing in Patrick Beverly for that exact reason. That's why you invite him to this.
0: Well, that, that, it's, it's a day late and a dollar short for that.
1: Well, right. Then then you, right. And like you
0: said, you take that up with AK. Yes.
1: But when you bring Beverly in, you can't be surprised by no. this sort of thing. No,
0: you can't. Not as a coach. No, you're starting and everything. But right. I mean, if the players, it doesn't mean that, you know, Look, I'm not defending Vooch. Vooch needs to be better. It was a guy who's been in the league as long as he's been in. He's been to a, what, an all star team or an all star? Two, I want to say. Two of them. Yeah. Like he should know by now that his responsibility is to help out when somebody is driving into the paint. Yeah. Like, I think he was objecting to the way in which Pat Bev was. Was talking to him when he yes. got blown by, too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the new guy. He
1: got blown by. Now he's and pointing now the finger. Yeah. So it's it's a team that's broke. Absolutely. This is why I root against them. Like uh, like, what what do you want from this team? I want I want this team to get better somehow, some way. Um, so here here's the stat that I have. I was out to dinner on Saturday with a couple of Bulls fans. Do you remember? Do you remember Danny who did the um, the Felicio song? Yes. He was one of our holiday parody song winners years ago. Yeah. One of the best songs we've ever done. I've become friends with him and his wife. We went out to dinner with him and another, and another couple. We, he's a huge Bulls fan. He said to me, he said, where does Zach rank in the NBA as far as wins? Like what we remember, we were talking about Zach the other day. Zach has a perception of not being a clutch player, and I, t- I brought you the stat about how he's one of the worst in like the yeah. last five minutes of close games. Shockingly bad, the stat was. So do you, you know what do we judge all players by in every sport? You know, we always judge them. We always count titles, right? Yeah. We, we count LeBron. How many titles does he have? How many a quarterback? How many Brady has X amount? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has won, you know, and, and this is where they rank in all. This is how we judge players. How many games have they won? How many titles have they won? Yes. Things like that. So is it fair? Let me ask you this. Is it fair to rank players on their wins?
0: The number of wins the team has, the, the number teams of wins. wins they have in their career. Okay, no, I don't think so. Be, uh, the same way, I think in a lot of ways, quarterback wins, at least in a in an individual season, can be misleading. They can be misleading. Yes, but but over a career,
1: when a player has a winning or a losing record, does it show you that they are a win because of or lose because of player?
0: I don't think in every instance it can be. I don't. What about when they're extreme? Well, when they're extreme, I think you could you can learn more from it. Yes. So my friend said to me, "Let me give you an example. Like Robert Ory's got nine rings, right? Right." Robert Ory a great player? Well, what, I don't know if
1: he's got nine. Howard I forget anyway. seven. Whatever I forget what he's got.
0: Um, like Jordan's got six. Robert right, Ory's r- got more than right, that, right? Right, Who's right. a better player? Right, exactly.
1: So, But but this is what we do. We, we talk about rings and then we say, okay, where does he rank as far as a player? And it's used in, as part of the calculus. Yes. So about then career record and, and like everything like that. So my friend at Danny asked me. Where does Zach rank as far as winning players in the NBA currently where does his record rank because he's got to be one of the players in the league that hasn't won a lot
0: No because he came from from Minnesota right and they weren't perennial winners there right and then here they haven't done it and anything. I said
1: that's a good question let me go to I don't know if there's a way they measure like all the players with wins and losses so I went to I went to um My guy, Jacob Nitzberg from ESPN Stats and Info, and I asked him, and I said, and I used the parameter. I thought this was fair. You tell me. I said, so this isn't more freak where like a new player who may be just only in the league for a year or two. I said, let's make the barometer 500 games played. 500 games played, a lot of games played, a lot that's of a seasons lot. in the league. Yeah. So, like, just if you got bad luck on a rebuild early in your career, it can't be swayed. That's a that's a long time in the career. Long time yeah. in your career. Yeah. Let's make the minimum games played, 500 games in the NBA, current players. Where does Zach Levine rank win percentage or wise? All the players in the entire NBA, every single NBA player currently active who's in played the league, 500 games. Who has played 500 games? Where does he rank? Where does he rank as far as win percentage? It can't be what. Well, it can't be good. And any guesses? Uh, like good? Like where you would top? What percent? Or like? How, I'm gonna say. Now remember, bottom. he's he's considered he's a max player. No, I know. I'd say he, he's bottom
0: he, bottom twenty five percent. Bottom twenty
1: five percent. He's a max player who is considered top thirty player in the league. At last year, we were considering him a top twenty player. Yeah. Tyler, any guesses? Where he? Um, as
2: far as wins, and if it's fair, is this fair? Is this a? Is this a fair exercise? I think it's a. I think it's a super fair exercise because, and again, this is sort of an extreme example here, but you look at LeBron. How many times has LeBron left a team and they go from having 50 wins to like 20? Right? Right. So he's on one end of the spectrum there. I'm not saying Zach has to be at he's LeBron level. He's usually on a team,
0: though, that has several good players as well.
2: He does, but you can see how often he elevates a, a lot. I mean, even like the Heat teams, he's still left... Wade and Bosch there. So I would guess I don't know. Like he hasn't done. So Waddle inch. said bottom twenty-five percent. I would I would probably go for, I would probably go like bottom ten percent. Charlie, you have a guess?
4: Yeah, I was thinking like bottom fifteen, and I do think it's fair because it there's certain styles of play that lend themselves to winning. And I'm not sure that he possesses that. Okay, this
1: is what I said what I meant by this stat may either surprise you a lot or not surprise you at all. What if I told you that Zach Levine, who has played 535 games in the NBA, is the losingest player in the entire league?
0: Of players that have played 500, 500 games. The records that, that, for his team. That, that,
1: that there is not a single player who has played 500 games or more Who's got a worse record? Who has a worse winning percentage in the entire NBA than Zach Levine? How many guys were on the list? How
0: many? Like, well, so what I'll, was I'll the sample him. size? So,
1: and, he, and let me now, who were we just talking about before we were talking about Zach being upset? Vooch. What if I told you that Vooch is the fifth losingest
0: player well, yeah, because in he, the entire yeah, NBA? I mean, he was with Orlando for years, right? So
1: now are you surprised? When you combine Zach Levine and Vooch to make up a big three that you have a team who is one of the most underachieving teams in the entire NBA. Is that fair or not? I'd be like, 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 I know there are circumstances. You walk into Orlando and they're a rebuilding team, or you walk into Minnesota and they're a rebuilding team. But Cat doesn't have this anymore. Cat's not on the list. Maybe he hasn't reached 500 games yet. I'm not sure. But the guy's on the list. Zach Levine, five hundred and thirty-five games. His winning percentage, three hundred sixty-four. Yeah, that's not good. He's won one hundred and ninety-five games in his five hundred thirty-five. He hasn't won two hundred games yet in his career. Alex Len is next. Now, Al- Alex Len, he's played five hundred and eighty-four games. Gorgi Jang has played six hundred and eighteen games is third. But healed who played a lot of games in Sacramento, I yeah. believe now on Indy. Indy, yeah. He is fourth at 530. He's won 212 games. Bad circumstances, Sacramento, sure. Indy. Nikola Vucevic, 802 games. He's won 321. He has a winning percentage of 40%. The Bulls have two of the losingest top 5 players in the entire NBA. I
0: look, I think there are circumstances to this, but I I believe the the message of your point here is, is very valid. There are certain guys that play for certain teams that can put up big numbers, but ultimately you don't end up getting consistent Winning from, from their participation. There are guys who can
1: p- score yes. but not win. Yes. And, like, Vooch and, and Zach are good examples of, I hear Cap and Hoodie say all the time, but Vooch is a walking double-double. Yeah, Vooch is also one of the losingest players in his career over his 800 games played. Fifth active right now. Again, a lot of players have walked into bad situations in the
0: NBA. Right. Zach, Zach too, but he's a he, Look, it's not exact science. It's not. It's, but, uh, there's a lot there of is, flaws in all of it, but to but be is the a, worst. There is a message to be taken from it. To, like, it, it does it surprise you?
1: You said top 25 per- losing he, as player yeah. percentage. He is the losing I'm, as yes, player. Yes, I am
0: surprised that he's he's dead last, EFL. I do. I am surprised by Zach that. Zach Levine has the worst winning percentage
1: of any player not all in the fault, NBA but who has played at least 500 games currently, played a lot of those games under Jim Boylan. I know. I, I know. mean, there are he circumstances, from, but he went from a rebuilding Minnesota team yeah. to then a rock bottom Bulls team. I admit it all, and I was. I'm a. I am I, I still, to a certain extent, am a Zach guy. Yeah. Not as much
0: as I was at the start of the season. I, I've lost some stuff from well, Zach. I don't think that you win enough games because of him, especially in crunch time. That you should. I think that that my anticipation was, especially with better players around him, that his arc was going to continue to move in the right direction, and that his game would improve the way it had previously, and that he would be a better player than he has been. But they are not. They don't find themselves winning games a lot of times. Because of Zach, especially in difficult moments. So, what does that mean? Is that is that a fair
1: or unfair stat? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Like we wonder why are the Bulls this many games under five hundred? Why do they blow all these games to really bad teams when they have Demar Derozan, Nikola Vucevic, and 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 uh, exactly. Zach Levine? Well, two of those guys have have. Become two of the losingest players of amongst active players in the entire league.
0: Yeah, as I said, I think the the best way I would describe it is it's not an exact science, but there is a message to be uh, right, taken right, from that. Right, right, and I, I continue to believe like Zach is Jay Cutler.
1: Zach to me is Jay Cutler. He is the guy that we've always wanted to crown, who has gotten, who has all the tools, who is young. Who who we we've always wanted to become that next great guy, but has just always fallen short. Jay at least got you to an NFC title game. Yeah, you know? he did for sure. So, yeah, three three two three seven seven six. If you want to react to that, uh, the Bears report card uh, wasn't bad. It wasn't like I would have taken this in many years in high school. Um, <laughs> But they did fall short in a couple of areas that they can't improve if you're Ryan Poles. We'll tell you about that coming up next. Guys, 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Similar to the story of one of hip-hop's founding fathers and entertainment icon, Snoop Dogg. May have heard of him. Whether it's the brand new Cali Blanc, which I just had for the first time on Sunday, it is awesome. Especially if you love... Sauvignon Blanc, or the OG's Cali Gold, the Red, the Cali Red is outstanding. That's my favorite, or the Rosé. The 19 Crimes Wine brings the party. You should bring it to a party. The host of that party is going to thank you. So pick up a bottle today wherever you shop for your wine and live infamously on your own terms. Enjoy responsibly. 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California, 2022. Guys, I want to tell you about my great friends at ABC. I want you to make an appointment today at 4abc.com by the way. Gonna get that snow tomorrow. Thought we were done. We're not done with winter yet. Anyone who's lived in Chicago should know that. So if you need your furnace checked, we still got a little while to go here. We got the $29 furnace tune-up. Get it today at 4abc.com. I had it at the beginning of this season, and it had peace of mind all season long, thanks to Tamar, their outstanding technician. I got the five-star experience from the time I scheduled the appointment all the way when Tamar finished the job. Carmen heard me talk about Tamar. He made an appointment at 4abc.com. He's been thrilled with their customer service. Then I had a toilet issue, so I checked out the plumbing division, and that was just as great. Jason, the plumber, fixed the toilet. Then I told him, hey, my hot water heater may have an issue because I'm not getting the hot showers I should be. He tweaked that. Everything's fantastic. Customer service the way it's supposed to be. No wonder they've been in business for over 70 years. Great family-run business that values you, the customer. Again... Go to 4abc.com. The boss, Keith, also went to ABC, thought his house was haunted, but it turned out he just had a plumbing issue as well. So for all your service and installation needs, I want you to trust my guys at ABC Plumbing, Sewer, Heating, Cooling, and Electric, and consider it done. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle & Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. We're going to be on tomorrow morning, by the way. It's 7 a.m in for cap and hoodie. It's like a 12-hour turnaround. Yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You know how much you love to work. You don't even consider this a job. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Bears report card's out. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, but they came up a little short. They got a C-minus in uh, family that they don't what? offer daycare. Yeah. According to the NFLPA.
0: How many teams in the NFL do offer daycare?
1: I don't know. I, I, there's more on that in the summary. Okay. The nutri- They came up short in the nutrition category as well. They, and travel. I don't think they hit high marks in travel.
0: I don't believe they offer any first-class seats to any of their players, even those that have been around a lot. Really? A long I thought
1: how Long said did they sat in the first class, or was that just the overseas trip mm-hmm. when they played in, in London?
0: Um, that was overseas, and this is a new new staff. I don't know. Maybe that changed. How could Maybe. they not
1: offer first class? Isn't what?
0: that what they said? Where's my, uh, where's my. I think that, yeah, that there weren't. When it came to travel. This is the United. The team hub. travel. They tied for 23rd. 78% of the players feel like they have enough room to spread out. No roommates, which is good. You get your own room. One of seven teams that do not offer first-class seats to their players. All right, George, let's fix that. Let's go. Maybe that's something that Kevin Warren
1: will have an impact on. Kevin Warren, fix that. Let's get some space for our big men. At least the offensive and defensive linemen need some Oh,
0: wait a second. What about the little
1: guys? Or, or, well the little guys don't need as like the like What do six, you mean? How about six two and in and, and bigger?
0: Why are we putting a, why are we? How we, everybody, we size everybody, shaming? everybody how We're about bite shaming
1: people now. All right, let's get how about some private jets for everybody? <laughs> everybody gets their own private jets. Uh let's go to Kevin in Atlanta. Kevin, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up?
2: Hey, guys. Love the show. Listen every day. Thank you. Uh, so, talking about the Bulls and the stats with Levine and Vooch,
0: I've always liked the players. I like the team. I've been on the fence about performance, but that stat right there says it for me, blow it up, rebuild. You don't have winners, and and that's, that's proven over time with that stat. Did, did that stat
1: surprise you when I gave it? Were you surprised that Zach Levine has the lowest winning percentage of – any player over five hundred games played? As I was
0: listening, my guess, my initial guess, was bottom thirty percent. And thinking about it a little bit more, I was like, eh, I think I might go bottom ten. I think it's going to be worse than I thought. But last was worse, worse, worse than I thought. I, I need to know some more context here, like as well. Is, is he last of twenty guys? Is he the last of fifty? Is he the last of 100 guys? It's he's at a least 100. I, so it,
2: I, I looked on Basketball Reference how many people have played at least 500 in, games. Game. And it cuts off at – it was like the active leaders in games played. It cuts off at TJ McConnell, and he's got 541, and he's number 100. Okay, okay. so there's
0: some context for you. Yeah, well. so
1: I'll, I'll go back to him. I'll ask him, what other questions do you want? Because I'll ask Nitsberg about this. Like, um, my guy Danny wanted to know, where does Zach rank amongst – All players in NBA history. Like, where does his winning percentage rank in all players throughout NBA history with at least 500 games played? You know, who have played on teams? Um, Anything else you want to know about that? Like, should we shave it down to 400 games played? Should we go down to 300 games played? Listen,
0: I think 500, if you think, if you do the math, look, nobody's playing 82 games a year anymore, right? If you did, you're talking of just under seven seasons. I think if you do the math. So you're probably talking about guys that have played anywhere between 8 and 10 years, right? You're yeah. That conservative? Right.
1: And he's not won a playoff series. No? We know that. Like, he's won what? One playoff game in his
0: career? I think so. Milwaukee, last they won year, one? Yeah, won, last one. year. Did and he win anything? DeMar did they won any... that game for them. <laughs> did yeah. they win any games when he was in Minnesota? Or did they ever go to the postseason? He post never won. Oh. Okay, so. That was his first playoff appearance.
2: Correct, yeah. Listen,
0: again, right, I don't right. think it's an exact... It's you know representation because there are some, there are, are are variables. But I I'm but I will say as well as I said earlier, I think it does tell there is a story to be told there when you're an all star level yeah. player. He's yeah. been to the all star game
1: twice. Yeah. No, you're right. Should it be that bad? He's coming off one of his better games too. Scott- well, he always plays well against the Pistons, the bad teams. Empty calories. Scott and West Loop. He's he's changed us. He's done this. I know.
3: Scott and hey West Loop. What's up? Hey guys, just alluding to exactly what the last caller said and what you've been talking about too. And the third big member of you know our big three, even too, as much as you know we all love DeRozan, all star player too, is like I could imagine he's not even like more than in the middle of the pack in like the five hundred game win streak. It's just like this whole roster is just compiled of really non-winners. Literally the only uh, player on our team with like, a central championship pedigree is Alex Caruso, when he won in the bubble in 2020, it's just like, you know, we have, you just scrap players that just, we totally need to blow it up. It's a dumpster fire and just totally disappointed. And, you know, I, I feel everyone's pain in Chicago right now.
1: Scott, thanks. I think you would be surprised yeah. with DeMar's record with all those Toronto
0: teams. Yeah, well, he, did he have a stretch... Did they do anything in San Antonio for a few years? I don't think they were good. No. I don't think they were that good in San they Antonio. They had three years there. Maybe okay. he went to the
1: playoffs one year, but I but those Toronto teams. The the book on Demar was that he won in the regular season. They won a lot of games in the regular season, but he didn't come through in the
0: postseason. Right. <laughs> that those teams would choke in the postseason. He went to the postseason with San Antonio one year. Mm-hmm. That was it. But uh, in Toronto, five different seasons they were in the postseason.
1: There, wasn't there a sixty-win team in there too? Like they, I, I want to say one year they were the number one seed,
4: and they'd always lose to LeBron too. Like they yeah. get smoked by LeBron mm, when they play him.
1: Yeah, that was the book on them. Uh, Matt is in Denver. He is a meteorologist. He's called oh, in. Yeah, he's listened to us for so many years. Give us some good and, news. And he he's, he works at the Denver airport, and he's been calling in to tell us an, an, a snowstorm update. Matt, what, what up, do you got boys? for
4: us? Not much. I'll just start this off, considering you guys are like part of family, and ask you what you guys have heard or what your kind of expectations are with this storm, and we'll go from there based on what you've heard. We're
1: hearing like six to people are telling me like six to eight inches. I saw north. six to ten.
4: All right. So it's a very it's been a kind of very tough forecast. Models have been waffling back and forth the last forty eight hours, and even still, there's a large spread. Um, From my friends at the weather service, uh, there's winter storm watches out for Kane County and into Cook County, and they were actually going to trim those um, given the latest models kind of moving to the south, but they're kind of keeping that there given the uncertainty of the forecast. But right now, it does kind of look like along in southeast of a line from like Pontiac to Joliet to Chicago. And I know this isn't unhinged, but we'll say in the land of anteaters, we'll get the uh, heaviest snow. (laughs) from this storm but it's it's a really dynamic system lots of moisture there's tornado warnings severe weather in uh, texas right now and that system is going to be moving up your way but again a 50 mile shift to the northwest this could mean um, quite a bit more snow for the chicago metro area proper but again it does kind of look like southeast suburbs in the northwest indiana right now heavy snow typical march heavy snows you're also going to have a lot of strong winds uh, could be power outages given the snow is going to be that heavy uh, variety. Of so, December wait, well, right so now.
1: for well, Waddle and I had heard that we were going
4: to get hammered up
1: north. Are you saying not the case right now?
4: That is true, yeah. So, models kind of in the last 48 hours, they were kind of showing uh, what you just said the northern suburbs. Really, kind of four days ago, they were kind of hinting at like along in north 88, Rockford, Waukegan, Elgin possibly could be in line for the heaviest snow. But over the last like day or so, You've kind of had a, a gradual shift now southeast, and there's some model guidance that says you guys up north, Lake Forest area, yeah. Northern Cook, might not get any snow. There yes! could be a very sharp gradient don't, don't, between. Don't celebrate. That. No snow to a lot of snow. Like some models have, you go 50 miles, you can go from an inch or so to maybe 10 inches if you get some really heavy snowfall rates, like Valparaiso, Kankakee, as are those areas as it stands right now.
1: Matt, good stuff. Thank, Thank you, man. you for always listening.
4: You got it. You got it. Uh, a, my Matt phone...
1: listened to us from when he was a kid. Yeah. With his mom. And then and na- now he's a meteorologist
0: who works at the Denver airport. Yeah, we're very old. Um, <laughs> it says now in the next 24 hours, two inches of snow is now forecasted in my community. That would be so much you, better. I stand- dancing uh, and, and well, celebrating that South is going to get snow. Uh, well, can I be selfish every now and again? Yes. Like, I mean... We get pounded all the time.
1: Guess who's on the uh guess who's on the line? I don't For, know. Uh, the Chad, formerly known as Bongwater oh, Chad. Oh, Chad. He's back, Chad. Chad
0: what's back. on your mind? Chad
3: is back. Shalom, gentlemen. I love that. I told that. you I was going to start calling again. I'm I back you're, in town. You've always I, I been a
1: me. great caller and I miss when you say Shalom, gentlemen. Shalom.
3: So, I just got to throw it out there. I, I'm really tired as, as a Bulls fan, a long-time Bulls fan. I'm tired of everyone saying tear it down. Is this team built to win? Are they going to roll through Milwaukee and, and tear down Milwaukee? No. Are they underperforming? Yes. But you've seen the flashes. The talent is there. For some reason, they cannot put it together. We're already at the point of limbo. We are We are not going to be in the lottery. We are not going to be getting... The, the frozen ball to get the first overall pick. Don't know. So I want a playoff run. I, I want to see if this team can finally click when they're challenged. This time last year when we were in first place, Chicago was elated. Look at this team. Look at them play. Oh, give Zach the money. Give Zach the money. How much difference the year makes. Now everyone's just ready to throw this team in the trash. Have they underperformed? Yes. Will they win a title this year? No, do you completely tear it apart? Absolutely not. How about we get to the playoffs? Maybe get through a first round if we can get it together. What? Maybe fight. How about we get some more shooters in the off season and build around what we have? Because why don't, what do that? We, have pa- why don't we do this talent. past
0: off season, Chad? Well, we should have done that this past off season. I agree shooters. with
3: you but that's on that's on ownership and okay hopefully- but Chad
0: Chad you just said you're tired and angry with the people that like that are being critical I would suggest with no disrespect men maybe channel that anger at the team that hasn't put a consistent winning product on the floor for how many years
3: see but I would put it more towards ownership is that they're doing the same thing as Fox. That's stop running it back. They should have they should have added to what they had. Are they underperforming? Yes. But to completely tear it down again and, and go into what? A 3 to 5 year rebuild again? No. Like no. No. If this happens for another year or two, yes, then you tear the thing apart. We were a playoff team last year. For a good portion of the season, we were the number one seed last year. The thing and said, everyone but, but, in Chicago became Bulls fans again. People started wearing their jerseys again. Everyone jumped back on the bandwagon, and now typical Chicago fans, you get no. one, and, and it's bad. But you you cannot tear this down to the studs. Not don't yet. blame the fan base. Not yet. Chad,
1: Chad, look, you don't have to rip it down. Like that may be the answer. But the team was no one got traded. You could still lose, get win the lottery. That's your best effort, and then mix and match in the offseason and make smart moves to trade. You
3: basically have to lose out to get into the lottery, and and that well, you, you got to get. To me, luck. That, that it was what they did at the trade. What they did at the trade deadline to me was a slap in the face at the fans. That was just a slap in the face, and if, if they if they're gonna do it again then you need to tear it all down. I want coaching staffs gone. I want everyone gone. But the talent is there. These are all talented players. For some reason, they cannot put it together. They have a terrible bench. They need more shooting. And yes, should they have done that in the off season? Absolutely. But to to take the core of it and just completely tear it apart and start all over, basically after less than two years of having this court together, to me, is a bad decision. Run it for, fix it in this offseason, learn from your mistakes, and, and go for it. And if they do get into the playoffs, I want to get past the first round if they can play it together. And if it's another year or two, then you tear it down. Because I'm telling you right now, you want to tear it down? I wouldn't, right now, I wouldn't give you a bag of balls for Zach Levine in that contract. Well, someone, you're, you're someone will give gonna, you something. Give away.
1: Someone will give you multiple picks. Chad, thank you. We, Thanks, we love
3: hearing from you.
1: Love you guys. Talk to you soon. See, you he us. always brings it. That's why I like Chad. Agree yeah, he's he's mad at us for well, being yeah. mad at the team, hey, Don't be mad at the fan base no. over the Bulls. Be mad at the team. Yes. three one two three three two three seven seven six. Tyler Aki is coming up at 6 o'clock. We had Black and Abdallah on earlier today. And for Greeny. So we've got Tyler to talk to coming up next it's Waddle and Sylvie. All right, Chicago sports fans, it's Toyota Ready, Set, Go sales event. You can go anywhere and everywhere with Toyota's legendary lineup, 20 vehicles with all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. You're going to need that with the snow coming. It's more than any other auto brand. And the best part, from the fuel savings of the RAV4 Hybrid, which I drive, get 40 miles to the gallon to the rugged Tacoma, every Toyota comes with Toyota care. It's a two-year or 25,000-mile no-cost maintenance plan that includes roadside assistance. What a deal. During Toyota's Ready, Set, Go sales event, it's a great time to shop for your favorite Toyota. So visit your Chicagoland Toyota dealer or go to Toyota.com today. Check out all the great offers they have for you. Toyota, let's go places. Guys, I want to tell you about a great organization. It's called ChampionsForCures.org. We know how awful cancer is. I'm a cancer survivor. I've been in remission almost three full years right now. Cancer is taking a toll on the ESPN family. It is absolutely awful. But this is a great organization looking to help out. And we're looking for your help, whether you know a family or an individual currently fighting cancer and needs help with medical bills. Because we know fighting cancer is hard enough, but then those medical bills add up. If you know someone that needs help with the finances because of the medical bills, we want you to nominate them because Champions for Cures helps pay those medical bills. That's how great they are. So go to this website, championsforcures.org slash sylvie championsforcures.org slash sylvie and nominate that person or family it's that simple tell their story and if you don't know of a family or of an individual but you love what you see you love what you hear because this is a great organization and you just want to donate because they're a great organization you can do that too again the website championsforcures.org slash sylvie and we appreciate your help Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie,
4: ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.
1: Hi, Tyler, you're coming up here. And then you'll be in for us tomorrow
2: after White Sox baseball. Correct. Myself and Chris Bleck tomorrow night. So uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, shifting. It's like an early spring trading. Yes. oh That's
1: right. Danny told the spring trading is coming back here in March. It is March. And I guess this is well, like next week in March. Oh. But this is like the early preview. So Cap is in Vegas. He's going to see Sebastian Maniscalco. And uh Hoodie is in uh, uh St. Louis for Arch Madness. So we're filling in tomorrow for Cap and Jay Hood. We're gonna wreck this thing. <laughs> in thirteen hours from now, you'll hear us again. Wrecking this thing. Are we gonna <laughs> in a yeah. good way
0: or bad way? Like uh, we'll figure it out.
1: Okay, seven to ten Tune tomorrow. In. We're gonna wreck this thing. We're gonna be on. And then uh that! Hey and then it's gonna be Black and Tyler from uh right after the White Sox game, which like, the White Sox game starts at 2.05. You'll be on at 3.15. I was going to say, like, th- by 3.05, they'll be on.
2: I know. What, right now, games are an average of 2.39, I think I read today. So, 2 o'clock start, 2.05 start. So It's like 4.30, really. Yeah. I mean, like, two and a half hours. So, you guys will
0: go from uh, 4.30 all the way till 8?
2: Till 8 o'clock. Yeah, wow. I it too. But, I mean, it is an all-calls Friday, too. Once we get to, to 6 o'clock, it turns into all-calls, and... That's when the crazy starts. Charlie won't be here, right? You'll be at home playing video
0: games? What'd you call it? What are you going home to do? Oh, Chell? Play some Chell? Oh, yeah. You know Rip some Chell with the yeah. fellas? What? No, what is that? This, these kids, like, they don't have the patience or the wherewithal to actually say an entire sentence. What is Chell? It's not even a <laughs> sentence.
4: It's, it's NHL, like the
0: video game. They can't say, hey, go home and play some NHL video. So they He's say called chow. We're, we're, gonna go we're going to go home and chow. Play some
4: chow. We're going to run up some shell. Hop on.
1: It's
2: the it bad signal.
0: Such a dork. Like it is doesn't that, sound cool.
2: No, it you know what? Lazy. No. catch up. Lazy. Catch
1: up. It's lazy. Is, is that a universal thing or yeah. is that
2: a you thing? No, that's like a very universal thing. So, like
1: everyone who plays NHL says, "I'm going to go home and chow."
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. I, How, I wouldn't call it lazy. I would call it efficient.
1: Okay, good. Is that a, is that a game I should get for the PlayStation? NHL's awesome. Is
4: awesome. It's, it? a, it's yes. really fun. They actually seem to put in more work on that than they do in Madden. NHL and FIFA Charlie, are the two I best. Charlie, I would just
0: say to you, just in general terms, Major League Baseball is going back to the way things used to be because back when things were done 70s and 80s, wasn't so bad. Okay, Just keep that in mind when you make your decisions. So Charlie should say, I'm going
1: home to play some National Hockey League. So how about just National
2: Hockey
0: League? See, we don't have to careen but from one what... guardrail to the next. We can ride right down the middle.
2: Baseball's trying to get faster. Charlie's being fast here. Thank you, Tyler. Efficient. NHL. Get right. in, get out. Charlie's going to go home and chow. Tyler's going to be here
1: to talk to you. 312, 332, 377. He's not going to chow. I'm HL. I'm HL. <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm sure you do. We would have said that if this was 20 years ago. You know you would have. Thank you to Courtney Cronin who joined us today. Thank you to Tyler Aki and Charlie Bevins. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's <laughs> See ES- you
0: in 12 hours.
1: It will be here in 13. It's Waddle. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.